In this episode, I talk about how I got my first proper job a slightly different way. Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It is a Wednesday for me, probably at least a Thursday for you, whoever you are. I hope you've had a great day or about to have an awesome day. Um, Today I want to talk about how I got my first proper job, if you like. Um, I had a bunch of jobs uh, while I was growing up. I grew up in Devon and most of the jobs down there are cafe work, pub work, all of the hospitality trade, hotels, ice cream stands, all that sort of thing. And I've done all that. But here's why I don't consider those as proper jobs. Those aren't proper jobs because, to me, I didn't get any reward from it apart from money. Um, I wasn't driven to work in a cafe. I wasn't driven to sell ice creams. It wasn't my passion, and that's why I don't consider it a proper job. Because it wasn't something that I did for enjoyment. I did it because I wanted to be able to get the bus to see my mates. I wanted to be able to buy new things for my computer so that I could code better. Um, It was an enabler. It wasn't um, really a a, a job or a career. The way I got my first ever sort of sneak at a career was when I started doing some contract work for a film company called Realm Pictures. Now, they unfortunately I don't think are a thing anymore, Um, but I have done, uh, you know, a few few on and off jobs for them Uh, but what's more interesting there is how I got the job um, and and how they found me Uh, so I've weirdly been watching Realm Pictures on YouTube since I was about nine years old me and my brother have always uh, had a passion for making things um, with a camera making films making TV shows uh, comedies but mostly uh, blowing things up with you know in it with CGI and stuff like that um, and occasionally lighting things on fire in real life um, and and that's how we spent our childhood just sort of walking around the fields me telling my brother to sort of jump off walls and stuff and we'd make it look cool with a camera um, and that was all really really sort of triggered by watching this small tiny film company um, starting up who were based very very close to where I grew up uh, and that was Realm Pictures. Little did I know that uh, roughly 10 years later um, I would be actually phoned by them to come and work for them which is insane and the story behind that um, is mad. I actually suggested to a friend of mine who wanted to work in prop design that she phoned them and this is when I was at college so I was 16 um, I actually suggested that that she go and sort of talk to them and see if they've got any work experience for her. And she did that and she actually got a job working for Realm Pictures, which was mind-blowing because it kind of drew this bridge between me and my real life and this digital company that I had been watching all these years and now that they were a real thing, it was very confusing but really cool. So anyway, um, my friend Jess, she went and she worked for Realm Pictures for a bit and they were after a tech guy. Their tech guy wasn't around or was unreliable, so they were looking for somebody who could help out, somebody who knew how computers worked, somebody who could do a bit of soldering, design some props, all that sort of stuff, um, and a lot of heavy internet networking and there was a lot of streaming involved. Um, so there was a lot of stuff and they needed all of this all of this help with the tech side um, so Jess uh, just recommended the person she knew which happened to be me I was recommended through um, a friend and that's the sort of 
the way of the world that everyone knows that uh, it's often not what you know it's who you know um, but what happened next was was more interesting after they got the recommendation for me they went and they googled me and this is the key part this is what's changed over the last 10 15 years which is if you're going to hire someone even if they've been recommended you still google them which is crazy if you think about it it gets you thinking what are what happens when somebody googles your name do you even come up is somebody else taking your name on google already that's another probably another discussion but what happened is they googled me and they immediately landed on my youtube channel now on my youtube channel i had been building things, inventing things, I had all of my films up there, uh, and I'd also uh, demonstrated um, my smart mirror design, which is, uh, if you don't know what a smart mirror is, it's a mirror um, with a sort of a panel in the back so that you can see the weather and stuff like that through the glass, through the two-way glass. It looks awesome. I'm working on a new version at the moment, just as a side project. Um, but that's what a smart mirror is. And, uh, and they loved this. They loved this so much uh, they said, actually, that's exactly what we need. Um, and so they basically, all they'd done is looked at a digital portfolio of my work, which was my YouTube channel. Uh, they knew I had a great personality because I'd been recording videos. They knew I had um, been uh, creative and resourceful. Um, I didn't have a very big budget to do any of these projects that I was showcasing. And you can actually go and check all of those out. It's still on my YouTube channel. You can still Google my name and find my YouTube channel. Um, but that's how they found me. Somebody just, somebody just undertook me on a slip road. That is insane. So anyway, that's how I got my first job at Realm Pictures, which was insane. They found me through a friend, as often happens in the uh, in the in the. 21st century um, and in the sort of business world throughout time really but what's different is they then googled me and they then went on to find a portfolio of my work no CVs were tr were handed over no questions were asked they literally phoned me up and they said we've seen your YouTube channel we know somebody you know would you like to come and work for us help us out we have no idea how to do this um, we need your help 16 year old Hugh can you help us please? We'll pay you £100 a day, hop on a coach tomorrow night and come down and see us. So I did. That's all I did. I, I said yes and I went. And to my amazement, it was probably the one of the best weeks of my life. And the reason for that was I was experiencing paid work that I enjoyed. It was probably the first sense of professional fulfillment in my life ever. And that feeling for those of you who haven't experienced it, has got to be something you have to experience in life. You have to do something you love for money at some point. You've got to do it because it puts your mind in a different perspective. Now, I was very, very fortunate for that that sort of uh, that sort of opportunity to land on my lap um, when it did at a young age. And what that allowed me to do was learn some industry techniques, learn, pick up some things from the film industry pick up some things from the tech industry um, and we ended up collaborating with people like YouTube, uh, got to do a little bit of work with the Chuckle Brothers, with games companies, um, in abandoned buildings and it was just an amazing, amazing experience um, being a contractor for one of these uh, amazing companies that I'd idolised over the years and then I was working for them. 
which is insane and it still blows my mind when I talk about it. I don't know if you can tell. Um, but that that's really something to consider. For those of you who don't have a business, for those of you who work for somebody else, uh, maybe you're you're maybe you're running a whole department or maybe you are an intern at a company make sure you're doing something that's giving you fulfillment in your work not in life like you can find fulfillment by walking the dog or spending time with a loved one I'm talking about professional fulfillment there are two different things this is my opinion also if you're trying to get a job you need you need a CV that is 21st century ready. I'm not talking about a document or a PDF you send to people when they say send us your CV. I'm talking about something you can put on that, a link to your YouTube channel, to your Instagram account. Say you're a woodworker, take pictures of all of the, the carpentry you've done and put them on Instagram. Set up a portfolio of your work and you probably won't get any return from it whatsoever But the second you want to do that as a job You will have this amazing portfolio of all your work that's publicly available a lot of uh, Companies now ask for your LinkedIn URL so that they can just look at your LinkedIn Think about that LinkedIn is now your CV Do you even need a written CV or should you just send a link to people when they ask for it? Um, it's all worth thinking about I, if I was hiring somebody, and I'm sure a few people who are listening to this who hire people, uh, you look up online, you look at what they're doing, what are they doing outside of work, what are they passionate about, what sort of person are they? One thing that doesn't come across in a CV is somebody's personality. That comes over across in different types of content, like YouTube videos, like Instagram videos, like LinkedIn content, blog posts, things like that. Try and get your personality across, try and give people a sense of what value are you going to bring to their business before you've even met them. Have a great day, like I said at the beginning, have a lovely day, I hope you've had a lovely day if it's the end of the day you're listening. I really hope you're enjoying these podcasts, if they're bringing you any value of course just share this episode, you can share the link um, on LinkedIn preferably or you can share on any other social media platform, I really don't care, I just want this podcast to help people, that's what this is all about. I'm still stuck in traffic, I'm on the A2, we're going a grand total of 8 miles an hour at the moment. Um, I will leave you there, thank you so much for listening and have a fantastic day, evening, whatever it is, goodbye.